Okay, hi, Dumpster Divas. We are back with another episode of Dumpster Dive with me, Tom Hamlet. I am, of course, joined here with my co-host and sister and best friend, Kix. That's so nice. Hi. <laughs> hi. Well, you're leaving me soon. Sorry, what? I said you're leaving me yes, soon. Yes, I am. I'm, like, moving officially in almost a week. Yeah, so uh, Kix lives down That's the street so from me in New York City. I know. Yeah, I guess <laughs> she's moving to Atlanta. Yes, I guess we could share with the listeners, but yeah, yeah we went from camping. living together five blocks away from each other, and now states apart. <laughs> yeah, well, well, but but you know, here we have a podcast where we can like chat, you know, for three hours yes, a day. Yes. I mean, not three. No, more more than that, like four plus hours a week. So. And maybe more. What's oh, I thought wrong? you said day. I was like, we don't talk that much. <laughs> I did. I did. I did say that at first. I, that's not what I mean. Um, but uh, we have a super exciting Bravo app today. Before we get to that, uh, just another quick reminder to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast on uh, Apple and Spotify and all those spots where pods are heard. I think starting next week, we are going to start reading uh, some reviews we've gotten. So write a review. We'll read it on the show. Um even if it's a bad review, I'm, I'm open to reading yeah, those as well. I'm down but for that. if it's a bad review, still rate us five stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take the bad notes, but I will take um, the five stars instead. Yeah, be like, hey, love kicks, hate Tom. That, that's going to be most of it. It's going to be like, love kicks, hate Tom, because that's how our relationship <laughs> is in life. Um, but I want to go ahead and bring on our guest. Uh, today we have Chelsea of Ono oh Bravo. That's the Instagram account, her Instagram account. I'm sure everyone has seen uh, her hilarious uh, incognito wear that she has there. And she has just the best memes, funniest takes on Bravo. Uh, you can follow her there once again at Ono Bravo. And she does Ono Bravo IG lives on Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern. And uh, those are turned into a podcast form, which can be found on her Patreon at patreon.com slash Ono Bravo. Chelsea, hi. Hi, thank you guys for having me. That was just lovely. I need to have that saved as an affirmation for me to put under my pillow at night, fall asleep to. What a lovely yeah. introduction. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I've been working on my introing people because I feel like, you know, if I come on someone's pod, I want to be introed. Um, just as, as well. uh, exciting. <laughs> so one day when I have you on my live, I will keep that in mind oh and, you know, give you the full, the full Prince treatment. It, it doesn't need to be fancy. No, no, no. Um, what's up, Chelsea? How are, how are you? I'm doing good. I've, I've been looking forward to this all day. I feel like, you know, shit has been a little crazy lately. And my favorite way to turn off my brain is to do some dumpster diving into pop culture. It really is the yes. best. Like, and something I'm so looking forward to now that we're living in Biden's America <sighs> is, well, a lot of things. We can also, uh, like, let's all take a collective yeah. deep breath. I know. A oh, my God. I, it feels like, I still feel, like, anxious, you know? Like, it feels like, it doesn't feel real mm -hmm. yet, you know? Yeah, definitely. It was I know everyone was doing that thing where they're, like, asking Siri um, who the president is. And like the, they say, you know, Joe Biden, obviously, which is just like <laughs> shocking. I think um, Kate Chastain had a really funny tweet that was like, you know, that feeling before COVID when we would all go and see a movie at a movie theater. And then after the movie's over, we're all kind of like disoriented. Our eyes are getting used to the light. We're like reflecting on the movie we just saw. That's the equivalent of like after the inauguration, we're all just like going back into the lobby. Like, what the hell did we just watch? Completely yeah, agree. 
Uh, shout out to J Lo. Let's get loud. <laughs> it was so. That it was so me. jarring. I'm gonna say jarring. That was a shock. It was gay. I said this already, but it was gay rights. <laughs> like her putting Let's Get Loud into like a hundred year old like song <laughs> is gay rights. <laughs> I mean, I always say I'm Luann adjacent. Like I will celebrate myself. I'm like, guys, I tied my shoe today. Swipe up to watch. I didn't use bunny ears. And I felt like JLo. I mean, I really vibed with that, but she was going to throw in. She was going to throw in. Let's get loud. She was going to find a way. I, and by, by George, she did it. I have to wonder she if it was planned it. or if she just like felt it in the moment. She was vibing so hard that. Yeah. What are you talking about? Of course, it was planned. I don't know. It's in the track. That thing was tracked, and in the middle of it, she was like, can we please... I, you know, before I came on, though, I, I was telling my roommate, I was like, joking, I was like, is she going to do, like, Waiting for Tonight or something, like, in the middle of this song? And lo and behold, what do we have? Wait, really? I literally said that to Gerald. I said, what, is she going to do Waiting for Tonight, like, in front of that, like, mic? Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, my God. What an iconic um, moment in history. Yes. Oh, but what I was going to say, though, was something I'm looking forward to in Biden's America is on the most surface, surface level that we can, like, kind of get back into, like, pop culture news being, like, bigger. Like, it was so fun in, like, pre-Trump when, like, there was just pop culture news that was constantly happening and everyone, like, cared and knew about it. Like, it was so fun because we would all watch, you know, E! News and other shows where we could, like, learn about what the Kardashians are doing and all that stuff. Um, but like now we've just been so that like the news cycle has never been so like rapid. And I think a lot of us haven't had, had an opportunity to like dive into just some dumb news. Like what's better than a dumb story about like a celebrity that you don't really care about, like spilling a drink on another celebrity at a, at a bar. Nothing like, better. That, like that, nothing better. That, nothing better. And like, I miss it so much. <laughs> My favorite type of pop culture, and this is a very specific reference that I'm thinking of, I love the type of pop culture news that I don't even know any of the people, and then I go down a rabbit hole, like the Call Her Daddy drama from the early summer. I did not know Call Her Daddy was a thing, and then, you know, all of a sudden, 48 hours later, I've read every Reddit thread on it, I've listened to the podcast, and I'm like, F suit man, like, team Alex, (laughs) and I had, like, no reference of those girls before. Yeah, no, I that I happened that to me journey. too. I was like, what the fuck is the show? And like I went down that rabbit hole of following them and now she has like one of the like biggest podcasts. Her and Joe Rogan are like the top two. I'm like, well, pop off. Like <laughs> I guess a good <laughs> no, scandal I'm... can get you going. <laughs> maybe I have maybe said we many should get times. into a feud. Maybe yeah, we should get I'm into a fight say... like mid podcast episode. <laughs> no, like I have said to kick so many times, like I know that we're we're siblings, so we could always recover our relationship if we wanted to like go there. Like I know that we could like get some some headlines out there. <laughs> um, but before we get into all of the Bravo things that we got to talk about today, uh, we always ask our guests 
what reality television made them uh, dumpster diva. And I mean that in the kindest way possible because I, I say that dumpster diva is like our reclamation of people calling us trash for the shows we love. So what is your journey with reality television? Answer all that, Chelsea. I came out of the womb a dumpster diva. My mom has always been into trash TV for reference, and this doesn't have to do with reality television. As a 10-year-old, I asked for a subscription to the National Enquirer for Christmas. Like, that's the type of person I was as a child. So my mom and I would always watch reality TV. She's like a very surface-level reality TV watcher. Like, I do this bit of, you know, Ono Bravo explains a character to to her mom because my mom's like, you know, that one lady with the British accent and all the dogs, like, that's how she will describe the characters. Yeah. But the first reality show that I really got into was America's Next Top Model. And I would, in in high school, my friends and I would do drinking games. We would go down to my basement and we would make like an America's Next Top Model drinking game that we would play together <laughs> in my basement. Sorry, mom, if you're listening to this, we were fine. Um, but that was like my first soiree into like doing predictions of like who we thought was gonna win and like getting really into it and, you know, two beautiful girls stand before me stand before but only me. one pictures in my hands like you gotta love tyra it's the best. Yeah, it's so oh my iconic. god it's the best tyra is she's an icon obviously for her resume but she's an icon in the reality world just based on what she did like we wouldn't have drag race without tyra like she set up that formula right, that which is like and what the, rupaul yeah. sort of like took from at first to put together drag race and she just like gets it like she's just like in the group of reality stars like i always say this every episode but tiffany pollard too yes. like they just get it like they get that there's a camera they get how to work on their feet and how to make i mean the memes of like tyra passing out like all I the moments like, say that yeah her I, pretending to pass out and like getting, popping up i just or getting like amazing. rabies is pretty that's a <laughs> that's something oh God, the thing she did on the Tyra show when she like got in the fat suit and she was like <laughs> talking she's like everybody was pointing was at me I'm like yeah because they saw you and they were like Tyra Banks is in a fat suit like she didn't right. look any yeah she's like I now know the struggle and I, I don't think that that's talked enough about enough I don't think that Tyra Banks <laughs> walking around the city in a fat suit like crying about it's it talked is about talked enough, enough. About is that going to be your platform when you run uh, for the office? Yes. <laughs> we need to talk more about Tyra in the fat suit. I mean, like, uh, yeah. They're, they're, and the thing I love about Tyra, it, she brings, so I'm always, I always gravitate towards a chaotic energy in a reality star. It always ends up biting me in the ass because the thing about chaos is that eventually that energy is going to combust. Like I, I famously, any person I put, I publicly put in like my top five housewives will have a scandal of some sort in the next coming months. Like that's just the way it rolls. But Tyra was kind of the OG of that chaotic energy because you couldn't really tell if she was like in on the joke or not. I think she was, but there were moments where I'm like, are you, are you playing it straight? Or like, is this just you? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I think, I don't know. I th I think she's less in on the joke than we think. I find she is. it, yeah. I find it a mixture of both. Like, I feel like the funny moments we talk about are not the ones that she like was thought what she thought was funny. She's probably like, it was hilarious when I did X Y Z, and everyone's like, wait, no one remembers that. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like she doesn't get the joke, but she's knows there is a joke there. 
<laughs> what's also yes. interesting about Tyra that I always go to is she is a, she is like, I think I'm, I don't know if it's a lifelong sober person, but um, she doesn't like drink or do any sort of drugs or anything. And like, sometimes when you watch like A&TM, when they do those like transitional like, you know, like when they they're going on their vacation and they come up with something mm-hmm. about like how they can transition that what 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 kind of like hijinks she can do. They always like come across to me like she was like stoned, like in her bed, like thinking about like how they're, one of the ones I will always remember is they bring the girls to New Zealand and they come into the room and all of the judges are sleeping and there's like clouds over their heads, like paper clouds. Like, this sounds like something that someone, like, drew on, like, a sketchbook, like, (laughs) at Burning Man. So there's, like, everyone's sleeping, paper clouds, and then she's, like, in a, she's, like, foggy, and she, like, wakes, she's, like, I really need to catch some Z's. And everyone's, like, what? Like, you're already sleeping. (laughs) She's, like, no, I gotta catch some Z's. Like, coming and being, like, guys, I have it. Picture it now. We're all in beds. There's clouds. I say catch some Z's. No, but then a sheep comes out. Like she's like going to count the sheep. And then she's like, Z's, sheep, wonder where we're going. And the girls are literally like. They're like, we wonder too. Like A bad ambient dream? Like where are we going? Like mattress firm? I don't know. (laughs) And then she's like, New Zealand. And they're all like. Of course, because they can't be like, bitch, what? Yeah, they have to be like, <laughs> like Tyra freaking out, like yeah, jumping up and down. Oh, my God. You guys talked about this um, when Hannah came on your podcast, but the makeovers that it's... Tyra did to those poor contestants. <laughs> the one it's... that sticks out to me is, do you remember when they had the co-ed season and they gave that poor, mm-hmm. poor gentleman a like beard weave? Yep. I'm familiar. I, I think kicks. No, I think about, about that on a weekly, weekly basis. No, they literally tried to sew hair into his facial hair. That is and like so fucked up. It looked and, like I mean, there's no words for it, really. It I, was pube adjacent, but like, <laughs> like it was just it was a shock. I mean, the makeover episodes. Like, I have been known to spend a day on my couch. A couple of things. Damn my couch watching reunions of housewives. That's one thing I'll go mm-hmm. through. I also like in the Christmas seasons to sit on the couch and watch every Berkshire's episode. Yes. Cause it's like watching a holiday movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another one I like to do is just watch makeover episodes of like, like 10 cycles, like in a row. <laughs> it's it, cause it's the best part of the, of the cycle. You okay. Know? So I just it, looked it up and it looks like <laughs> this is so <laughs> fucked up. This is so fucked up. It looks like a chin strap, like uh, that you get from um, Party City. That's like in the bag of Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) Like (laughs) it looks like if you guys are familiar with the of the movie um, Captain America, when they give Mm -hmm. him a disguise and it's like the little puppet, like he looks like he's wearing the (laughs) what they did to that puppet. I just or Team America, Team America. Team Amer- I knew what you were saying because when you said a puppet, Team America. Yeah. No, you, you're absolutely right. It, also, it was crazy. Also, Loki Carter, Kristen's boyfriend from Vanderpump Rules, has a similar look. Yeah, because he dyes his beard. <laughs> I, this I mean, is the most shocking that, thing we? I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Listeners, you it. must Google beard weave ANTM. What's his name, Kix? I don't even know. It's literally Did it just- say on there? Well, Vulture, the title of this Vulture um, is 
a new low in top model makeover. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's a vulture article? Yeah, I'll text it to you. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, no, so season 21. Literally, his name is not in here anywhere. <laughs> I'm sure he was like, Vulture, yeah, don't you dare associate yeah, dare me with right. this look. He's <laughs> in the witness protection program. At this point. Well, if he doesn't have a beard on, no one will know who he is. So he looked out. Fair. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> no, some of those makeovers are so crazy. Like the thing she comes up with that Miss, Mr. J and Mrs. J just have to be like, I, not Mrs. J, Miss J, excuse me. <laughs> She's not married at that point. Maybe she is now. Um, no, that they have to come up with. It's like. It's wild. I mean, if you ever need like something to do in the middle of an afternoon, go to Mr. J's IG lives. I said this like with Han when Hannah Brown was on, but he did like episodes. He did like like an hour with someone from a cycle and they would talk about like that cycle and like the behind the, behind the scenes stuff. It, it was pretty interesting. Yeah, Mr. J always had that look in his eye. Like it, his eyes have that ability to go really large whenever Tyra would speak. And you could just see that he was trying his best to keep his composure, but you could mm -hmm. just hear the the wheels spinning of like, what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck are He's you like, saying? This check is worth it. This check is worth it. This check is worth <laughs> yeah. it. Like. Well, I, yeah, I'm sure it is. Look where he is now, yeah. you know, so. Um, okay, well, we have so much Bravo to talk about, so we're going to take a quick little break and get into all things Housewives uh, with Ono Bravo, and uh, that break is now. We'll talk to you in one second. Okay, and we're back. Hi, Chelsea. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, wait. This is She's going to love this. Before we get into this, um, one of Kix's best friends, Natalie, loves you. And I want you to just say hi, Natalie, because she'll die. Oh, hi, Natalie. <laughs> Wasn't going to bring for, us Thanks up. for following me. <laughs> no, I, we, we recorded an episode with her a couple weeks ago. And I was like, I referenced like your, um, you know how you do your graph of the uh, oh SLC wives? Yes. So good. I love it. I, I look forward to it every Wednesday night or Thursday morning when you post it. And I, we were talking about it and she was like, and I was like, I was like, Chelsea's going to be on the podcast. And literally like in the episode, she's like, are you serious? <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, she's coming out. Oh my gosh, I'm blushing. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. We got to see her face. <laughs> yeah, I, I like to say I'm like a mix between, you know, Gigi Hadid and maybe like, yeah, I you know, a Kardashian. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, my favorite disguise of yours is obviously the Exile of Francais. <laughs> Thank it's you. So I um, So I, I got to be back on Watch What Happens Live um, this past week and I like really, really considered if I was going to bring it back. And I was like, you know, I, I don't, I think I'd be pushing my luck to show up in the virtual audience dressed as a giant egg. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she wears an egg outfit with a beret on it. So obviously eggs a la Francais and uh, throwback to Luann. Wait, I would, I can't believe we didn't talk about this yet. Can we talk briefly about watch what happens live? You were like in the audience for it, um, on the, uh, Bravo, um, fans uh, episode yeah it was really fun it just worked out so i had way back when applied to because you know they asked people to want whoever wanted to be in the virtual audience you could apply and i famously thought it would be a good idea to uh just submit a poem not a trace of irony i wrote a poem to bravo and i thought that they were like they would see it and be like wow spectacular let's have her um it did not turn out that way but i did follow up because i am 
shameless. And so we had been, they had sent me a couple dates and it just never worked out scheduling wise. And so then when I saw my friend Sasha from the Bravo breakdown was going to be on, I reached out to them and was like, is there any way like I could do this episode? I'd love to go and support yeah. her. And they were like, yeah, definitely. And so it was like, I, I actually thought they all killed it. They all did so well. And it was super so fun good. to be in the audience for that because it was like such it was so specific to Bravo. Like it was all like the most specific references to Bravo. I agree. And I love how happy Andy is in the, like the past two times they've done this, like the first time when they did it with um, Ira and Danny and the Watch What Crappens boys. Mm -hmm. Like it was just so, and then this time with Sasha, Evan, um, Sam and Danny, like he just, Andy's just like beaming, like talking about like Bravo with people who actually like care about it, you know? I would honestly, and I'm not just selfishly saying this because I'd love for like us to go on, but I just really like that format. I hope that they do it like maybe like once a month, once every other month, just bringing on mm -hmm. people that really get it, that are the Bravo experts, because it's so fun. I mean, you guys know there's nothing more fun than like talking about something so vapid and silly with somebody else who takes it so seriously. And it's like, you're know, speaking completely. this other language. It was funny. I was watching Watch What Happens Live with my husband and he was like, okay, like I don't get any of these references. This is so insular. They're talking about like Ramona posting a screenshot of numbers. Like <laughs> what is happening? And I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like this is like the master's level. We've graduated to here. Like I get yeah. all of these references. I love it. I feel I, on it that does. note, I do feel that like Bravo um, experts we should all go in and get a that what is it eleven thousand nine hundred and sixty whatever like tattooed on our body. Yes, <laughs> completely. <laughs> oh, I just think it's no. so good. No, but I get what you mean. It's like being able to just talk to people about something that's yeah, like so vapid and so stupid and ridiculous. And we have the majority of the people don't have any connection with the housewives or the people on the show. So it's just fun to be able to like analyze it and just get it and get talking and meeting new friends it, you know it's just such a fun community yeah for sure tom you went like in person though right yeah so i went so right before quarantine it was like i was trying to get a date i was <laughs> i was trying to get okay sorry let me start this over so i got the email like from someone like the booking email okay and so i and my friend emailed them and he got a spot like on a below deck night, like immediately. So I was like, okay, well, my birthday's coming up. Um, so maybe I should just email them and be like, can I come for my birthday? And the woman was like, no, but do you want to come on <laughs> this night? And like, so I didn't get to go on a night with like, with like Bravo Lebs. I went on a night with Jane Lynch, which was, I love Jane Lynch. Okay. So that was cool. Yeah. And <laughs> someone from Vampire Diaries. Now, so what I have to say, what I have to say about this is, <laughs> so we get there to the studio and like they have like the, like in their corporate offices, they just like set up a bar area and you just like have drinks and they like try and get you like liquored up pretty, uh, very, very well liquored up before you go in so you can be like fun and loud and everything. And so um, my friend Kathleen and I were like there drinking and then I was like, wait, I, like have to go pee because I have so much pee anxiety that like I'm picturing myself sitting down like in the studio and having to pee and then being like hey I just gotta sneak out so I run to the bathroom and I go into the bathroom and I pee and then I'm washing my hands and this guy I'm like I think like everyone hits on me like I'm so I'm such a fucking idiot I'm like were they looking at me <laughs> so 
<laughs> I'm like, this guy is like looking at me. Like he's washing his hands, but he's like looking at me. <laughs> so I'm like, you're so annoying. Cool. <laughs> I'm playing it cool, and he's like, and he's like, hey man, like enjoy the show. Like I'm, I'm so excited to be here. And like I was like, I was like, but then like you know when someone hits on you and you like immediately like 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 get like curl up into a ball so i was i tried to like play it cool and i'm like okay like i just, just like <laughs> rolled my eyes like who who's this guy and so i go back to my friend kathleen and i'm like some guy was trying to talk to me in the bathroom so we go and sit down in the theater or not the theater the the studio and um like Andy comes out first of all Andy comes out before the show and he asks if anyone has questions and i was so starstruck i just like couldn't say anything i just was sat there and was just like I couldn't think of any questions. I don't know how, but, um, so Andy gets there. He's, he's talking to us and he's like, okay, let's start the show. And so literally he's like Jane Lynch and so-and-so from vampire diaries and who walks out, but the guy that I thought was hitting on me in the bathroom. And I go and look at his Instagram. He's like 5 million followers. Yeah, he's on Instagram. famous. I'm like, I, he's pretty, pretty famous. You know, you probably, I, I like how was his performance on that show? Cause you probably really shook him up. He's like, th- he's like, this Chelsea, guy right. is coming to see me and he's like, doesn't give a shit. I, uh, he blew it. He blew it. No. <laughs> what, I will say, what I'll say though, that episode felt very staged. Like the the dialogue between like Andy and Jane and this guy who I still don't know his name. His just like Paul Weasley. So... Paul's his last name starts with a W, but his first name's Paul. Whatever. Yeah, that guy. That guy. <laughs> Hope he's well. Um, <laughs> no, it wasn't, it wasn't as like, cause they didn't talk about housewives much at all. So there just wasn't like as much pander that was like kind of like off the cuff and it wasn't that juicy, but getting to meet Andy of course is like so crazy. And the studio is so small. Like I think my living room is like the same size as the studio. Like it's so tiny Yeah, and they like really jam you in there. Like I was sitting like ne- with the cameraman, like the cameraman was like right in front of me. Like who was like, yeah. I've heard that. And I always wondered like, cause I felt like part of the charm and whimsy of watch what happens live is that small atmosphere that you kind of feel like you're almost like at a din- dinner party. Like I kind of feel like that's how Andy gets his guests to like have these salacious things that they spill is because mm-hmm. you kind of forget that you're, and I'm speaking like I've, I've literally never been there, but I'm just speaking from like what I've seen and what I've heard of, you know, the atmosphere is part of like the the show. And so I'm wondering how it's doing in COVID. Obviously they've brought back the, you know, the zoom screens and everything, and they're doing it from the clubhouse, but I'm yeah. sure Andy is like waiting for the day that he can have an audience in there again. Yeah. Just like 10 oh, drunk totally. people make things much more fun i can imagine <laughs> <laughs> until the audience uh in- insults the guests in the bathroom yes until so. that happens <laughs> <laughs> um okay so let's get into uh housewives um so we have kind of a lot to touch on today i want to start with atlanta because it was one of the most boring episodes of housewives i've ever seen <laughs> so i think we can kind of skate past it a little bit um chelsea like what are your thoughts on the season what are you looking forward to thoughts on this episode in general well i'm definitely looking forward to peaches being cobbled i'm excited Agreed. for the stripper i'm excited for mm-hmm. the cast trip i i have mixed thoughts about the season of atlanta i think that we're setting them up I, we're setting them up because they are the first 
cast, they're the first franchise that's having to do COVID from start to finish. Like with all of the other shows we've seen, they've started out on quote unquote normal life. And then it's like, you know, bun, dun, dun, then we hit March. But this is our first franchise that's like the whole thing is in COVID. I'm really looking forward to... I don't know. I just, I think it's really important, obviously, that Portia is highlighting her activism and with the resurgence of the Black Lives Matter movement. I'm like, come on, Kenya, with her comments. I'm like, because I, again, gravitated towards chaos, love a villain, was kind of rooting for Kenya. It seemed like she was like trying to be different this season. And then it's like, oh, and there you go. Just be in Kenya again. Yeah, so I don't know. Herself. What are your guys' thoughts about it? I mean, I, I, you know, I think that Kenya thought that she was just doing, I think she's so used to stirring the pot that she just like is so used to sitting down on the interview chair or at lunch with someone and just saying something like that off the cuff mm-hmm. because she knows that that's how she keeps her paycheck. And it just didn't work this time I- because she's, bringing up something that's so serious and it's clear that she uh, do you think she thought about it like do you think she really thought about what she was accusing her of because what she's accusing her of is like truly awful Mm -hmm. like and it's 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 not like she's like she lied about liking to be your friend like it's like she's lying about like wanting to be an activist and stand up for like standing up for brianna taylor's like that's just so fucked up i until this season, I really go in and out with Atlanta. Like, I would say until we started a podcast and I have to talk about it, but I like go in and out with Atlanta because I find a lot of the seasons like a little bit snoozy. And so I have never really had a moment with Kenya where I'm like, oh, I actually do like her. Like, I just always have been like, no, you're just not it for me. (laughs) I think she's great television because I don't think she's meant to be liked. I think she knows her role. She's somebody like we talked about, like she knows her role. She knows she's supposed to be a villain. Um, The thing about her going after Portia and saying, you know, it's performative and she's going to be, you know, photographed. So Tamika Mallory, the one of the leaders of the Black Lives Matter movement, she came out and made a statement for Portia saying, yeah, that's literally the point. We had a conversation that we knew that Portia being arrested would get press and that's what we wanted. And that was literally her role. That is Mm -hmm. her role that she had to play. So it almost like proved Kenya's point, but it was like, but that's literally her purpose. And that's how she was able to contribute and make the biggest impact in this movement. So it was just like, come on, Kenya. Like you can be, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's interesting because yes, at the time it was so, like epic to see Portia there and getting arrested and it was all over the place but I mean that was six months ago so the fact that like they had the they had it in their mind they're like oh yeah this is going to be filmed she's going to be on television in six months when people slow down their activism or quote-unquote forget and aren't posting about it aren't doing anything about it like it's so smart like and that's what Kenya it's just like she's being so fucking rude like i don't even know how to say it's so rude well tamika but tamika mallory and portia were also arrested with um with uh what's her name uh a yandy uh yandy smith wasn't that her name from love and hip-hop new york um she so like like tamika mallory like knows what she's doing like in the same way with portia like yandy is like love and hip-hop is one of the largest like most viewed reality shows like on you know on cable you know so like she knows what she's doing she's getting people there to march with her because it's important it gets people who are viewers of these shows non-white 
as well as you know people of color to like be like wait so these people are doing these people care i should care too and it just doesn't it's also not a story like like unless portia had no idea that was her role like she's she in the i think it's um Sorry, I just lost my train of thought. But yes, she knows that she's there for publicity and making a statement because this is what she believes in and she wants to change the world and change her state and country. You know, it's like it's not like she's there just protesting in the back. Like she knows what she's doing as well. So the story isn't that they're using her. Like there's no story other than she's like And she's doing the damn thing. Right. She's literally- arrested it's she's putting her life on the line like that that it gave me chills when she did that video of like I'm Portia Williams if something were to happen to me I would never take my own life like for her to have to make that video like gives me chills to even think about so I just it's just unfortunate because if Kenya wanted to have a conversation with Portia off camera of like talking strategy or the best way to make an impact that would be one thing but I don't I don't think that that was Kenya's intention. I think Tom, you're right that she's just so used to playing that role of stirring the pot that maybe it kind of got away from her this time where she's poking fun or making fun or, or being shady about something that you don't really have any, you know, like don't touch that. There are so many other things you can be shady about besides Portia's literal activism. Right. She's doing incredible work and knows what she's doing. We stand. Yeah, it's it's upsetting. Um, and it's also upsetting that that's the storyline we're talking about. Like, that's the only storyline we have, kind of. And b- besides, well, no, we also have Cynthia and her super spreader. But, like, God. which that's, I'm struggling watching the show because, like, I don't want to watch that. Like, I do not want to watch the super spreader. And I don't want to watch her planet. I don't want to watch her fight about it. It's, like, it's wrong. Like it shouldn't be happening. Like, I don't, I don't even know what else there is to say about it. It was really interesting to see her kind of try to like pull one over on us of like, well, we didn't know so many people were going to say yes. And I love her fiance being like, we didn't like you're full of shit. Like he kind of like blew up her spot there, but it's just so tough to watch because I think so many of us can relate to it. Like I have people in my personal life that have had to postpone weddings or change plans. And I don't think that like, I want to be clear. I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting the fairy tale and the big wedding and to have it all, but just don't have it in 2020. Like, I know you want 10, 10, 20, 10, 10, 20, 10, 10, 20, but then do it right. You know what I mean? It's just so tough to watch. And it's just so like, I also want to make a shirt that just says, you still need a mask under the face shield. I can just not. A billboard across all of these Housewives franchise all over, honestly, Atlanta, honestly, Orange County. Dallas. 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 I can't Like Brandy showing there. up to a party that she had just gotten back from Florida and being like, I'm fine. I had four tests and I'm in a face shield. Like, Wait, let's why don't we just jump to Dallas because like we're already here. Um <sighs> Brandy traveling to Florida. One. A, coming back <laughs> to Dallas. Two. <laughs> and getting multiple tests, laminating them and wearing them as a necklace with a face shield on. It's like, okay, so here's what happens. When you have COVID, it take there's what we call an incubation period. <laughs> so you might not have it yet. Like it might be in your body, but it hasn't like shown symptoms. We don't know enough about this fucking disease because we haven't had a real government until uh, yesterday. Yeah. And so like, <laughs> like, like laminating your negative like test result. A, we're supposed to trust you. 
<laughs> B, like, like you might still have it. It just like, it's so ridiculous. Like, I, I cannot even believe that production was like, okay, yeah. Like travel to Florida, A, and B, come to this also party. Also hang out yeah. with a, a doctor. A doctor. That's what I don't get about with, I love Tiffany and I think she's so good on this show and I have hundreds of good things to say about her. The only bad thing I have to say about her is that you're a doctor and you're going on a show where there's people that don't care about coronavirus and you don't have, you're not wearing a mask. I just don't really get the like thought process because is she putting other people's life in danger by filming this show? And then going to do her job as the doctor. I just wish that Bravo would stop doing the song and dance. Like, I wish they would just break the fourth wall and be like, this is a set. Everybody's tested. Here are the precautions we're taking. Like, even put a disclaimer at the start of the episode. I did a Patreon episode with the Real Housewives orders, and he said this. Like, because I almost feel like the face shields and the, like, we're getting tested is, like, this song and dance to remind us that they are being safe. But it's like, but are you? Like, I my, my Patreon podcast partner is my sister-in-law, and she says that wearing the face shield without a mask underneath is, like, the pull-out method. Like, okay, <laughs> like, it might help a little bit, but, like, you should really wear a condom. Like you should really wear a face mask. And I just, every time I see it, I'm like, I can't tell if they're doing this song and dance so that they are thinking they're making the audience feel more comfortable, but in doing so, it's kind of like making me more uncomfortable. Cause I'm like, okay, well you're still like air kissing. Like you're still getting close to each. I just, and then by the end of the Dallas party, they're like, you know, taking the same swigs out of the tequila bottle. And I'm like, okay, so like we're just fucked now. Yeah. We just don't care. I got it. I know. I, the the I will say this episode of Dallas was um it was easy to watch and fun. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was really fun. I you know I'm what I'm what I will say I'm liking more about these problematic white problematic white women is that they're just a little bit more watchable than the women <laughs> in OC. <laughs> uh, yes, you're correct. Like if if we're gonna like pick a problematic group of white women to watch, I'm gonna swing here for now because it's a little bit more watchable than whatever has happened in Orange County. I actually, so like I watched the tail end of Dallas because I'm a narcissist and my I was is going to be in the episode of watch what happens live that came on afterwards i <laughs> i have not watched dallas ever and i was going to get into it last season then mm. the leanne stuff happened and then i was going right. to get into it this season and then i saw how they handled the brandy stuff and i was like i don't know if i want to be jumping into this franchise like i also didn't watch oc this year i just there was just too much in 2020 that i'm like i watch reality tv to like turn off my brain and enjoy myself and i don't need to be watching garbage goblins on my television okay so yeah i do just i get what you're saying chelsea because i don't really want to watch it but i do watch it for the nostalgia of like texas because we grew up outside of dallas but i also like some of these women because they are pretty funny like they're pretty funny (laughs) i know the problem is cameron is so watchable which i got so freaking angry at her for her watch what happens live appearance last week oh that was that was brutal that was so it was disgusting and yeah it's just not coming at a good time with this like mini drama that's happening on the season with her just commenting on the chick this eating chicken feet and and saying uh, that dr moon was being racist against her own people for like generalizing i was just like come 
on, like just come have some self-awareness. It's just the same thing as saying like Americans love hamburgers. It's American food. Everyone eats hamburgers. That's literally saying the same thing. Right. But it, of course not every person eats hamburgers. But right. like she's not and she, and that's not what Tiffany's saying. She's not like literally every human being in like her country like eats this. <laughs> like it's like this is a cuisine that like most people love. Like can you just like indulge me for a second? And and the way and you're right, Chelsea, the way she just like looked down upon her and she's like you realize you realize what you're doing, right? You realize that you are discriminating. It's just like yuck like gross and then the girls just being like the (laughs) only way to shut her up is to apologize i'm like no that's not like right like you don't she doesn't need to be tiffany doesn't need to be apologizing for anything i I, what i will say though is like i want to watch it because i want tiffany moon to like have a platform because i do think she has the potential to be an a-plus housewife Mm -hmm. you know and like there's there's a there's a cast of dallas that like isn't racist as or as racist as this you know like dallas is a very blue place like and yes there's like that old southern republican rich money there too but like there's also that old southern democrat money there too and like there's women there that like do know what is right and wrong i feel like the women are not i think that at this point in filming and again i've watched like 16 minutes of this so you know now i'm an expert that i can just weigh in on the intricacies (laughs) of dallas but I just feel like they really discounted the role that Tiffany was going to play. I can just get the vibe that they thought she was just going to be an addition to the cast without without recognizing that she has the potential to become like one of the faces of the franchise and that she was going to be so quickly a fan favorite. And it'll be really interesting to watch as the Dallas women start to realize that the audience loves her Mm -hmm. to see if they start taking her a little bit more seriously. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, no, I I, I completely agree. That's that's a that's a funny point in general about all of the franchises that I like to think about sometimes is like, what do they think? Like, what do they think when they film it? You know, what do they think the storylines are going to be? We I was we were talking I was talking with uh, Mandy Slutsker of um, Is This Real Life? I um, love her. I can't remember if it was I love her, too. She's the best. I was on her pod uh, uh, last week and then she was on ours two weeks mm-hmm. ago. But I can't remember which one it was. But we were talking about the Bethany Carroll drama and how. I think that Bethany, I think that Carol really didn't understand that this would be a plot line, like a huge plot line when the editing was done, because that was the season that Luann got arrested. Like there was like huge drama with, and then the fight with Dorinda and Luann about her sobriety and like, and like there was just so much going on that I, I think that Carol probably thought like in that season that she, this would be like kind of like a C-list storyline. And then the and then the show gets edited and the interviews come out of Bethany and then the reunion happens and she's sitting next to Andy and she's supposed to like go to bat with Bethany and she's not prepared for that because that's not the type of housewife she right, was. You right. Know? Yeah. And it's it's like that I feel like is a, such a solid example of like when they have a different perception of what's going to happen than what the viewer sees in their living room, you know? Totally. And I think we're seeing that on Salt Lake City right now. Like, Mm -hmm. I think when Heather in that bathtub said to Jen, I'm worried that you're going to go with Lisa and Meredith, I think because before the franchise happened, Lisa and Meredith were connected to all those Mormon mommy bloggers who are like, they are the shit in Salt Lake City, those Mormon mommy bloggers. And 
Jen and Meredith are the ones with the connections. They're the ones that are like in that world. And so I think that Jen was kind of jumping ship from Heather to the team brunette because she thought that's where the prestige and they were going to be the ones not realizing that Heather is like the undisputed fan favorite. Mm -hmm. And so it'll be Mm -hmm. interesting to see if Jen kind of course corrects from the reunion on to be like, no, 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 I'm back with Heather. Like I'm back with her because it did give me the vibe that she was a little bit jumping ship from Heather because she thought that Lisa and Meredith were going to be the breakout stars. At least that's the the vibe I got. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Let's talk uh, Salt Lake a little bit. So, um, uh, Chelsea does these really awesome graphs I talked about it before where she like draws her likings of the housewives like as like the season has progressed. They're truly the so best. I just want to hear. They truly are so, so good want- and so always so accurate. Like the Mary dot is the best. The dot in the beginning of the graph of Mary. <laughs> I have so many. Fo- well, I have many well, follow up questions us, wait, about Mary, but we'll, we'll get there. So give us your like power rankings right now of the SLC women Okay. as of, as of this episode that we've just watched. Okay. So I think in terms of likability and fan favorite, Heather Gay is like undisputed. She is always that straight line at the top of the graph. She is so consistently likable. I really like her. I, again, am an outlier. My favorite will always, well, maybe not always, but my favorite as of late has been Lisa Barlow. Oh, I love it. I love love it. Like I find her to be so comical and she's one where you're like, are you in on the joke or are you just this chaotic and hilarious? Um, I think for me, Whitney has been going up and down lately. I think the way she botched that drunk confrontation and then continues to throw Heather under the bus. Like she's been doing a lot of up and down for me. I think she's, she's, up there though. Meredith is like, she's fine. I need her to engage a little bit more. And then for me, Jen has been the one that I understand inherently why she's a good housewife. For me, it feels very much like she is putting on a play of what she thinks we want out of a housewife. Mm. And then Mary, like I, is she stuck in her closet? Do we need to send help? Like, where is she? she I, I have questions. The house. So, I know she doesn't leave the house. Yeah, it's weird. I heard someone say, mention that Mary, like after production, they got a new production team, that she was like added on to a full, as a full-time housewife. So I think that's why we're getting such few, such few content from her. But I also don't think she gets the show at all. I feel like she's like, I don't want to be there because I don't like Jen. And it's like, no, you go <laughs> there is because no- you don't like Jen. I That's know. why you go. It was so funny when she was like, Jen's going, I'm not going. It's, <laughs> it's like, like, no, no do you understand it. that you have a, you're, you have a paycheck. And part of that paycheck is that you go on this trip, despite you not liking them. And you can pretend that you don't like them. You can pretend that you don't oh, no, no, You can pretend that you don't want to go, but you do have to. Right. Go. right. AKA Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> right. You right. do what Lisa does. You go beforehand, you decline Whitney's call pick, then immediately call Meredith. Like, I love that. I love that pettiness. For, yeah, same. I've heard that rumor too about her getting picked up mid-season, but then my question is, then why was she in so much at the start of the mm-hmm. season? Yeah, Wouldn't then it be that she's in the second half? I mean, certainly something happened. I know they also they switched production companies halfway right. through, so maybe that had something to do with it. I just like, I just felt like if they're if they knew she wasn't going to be in the second half of the season, then have her as that chaotic friend of mm-hmm. that's like popping yeah. up and like doing the filler scenes because she would bring so much comedy. But like, don't give us Maryam Cosby, Grand Mary married to her step grandfather, and then take her away. Right. Like that is so rude. Like we 
we didn't get to learn anything about that. Like that church service was one of the more jarring things I've ever seen on Bravo. And like, that was essentially like the last we saw, like that was the end of Mary. Yeah. Except her on these phone calls being like, I'm not coming next episode. I'm sorry. Not going to be there. The next episode. Don't like her not coming. (laughs) Just like (laughs) we have to talk about her airplane food, like plates. Like she has like the airplane. It's like literally like airplane food. When you like take off the saran wrap over your salad, like her fruit that she like pulled out like in this episode she pulled the fruit out of the fridge or or from um her cousin Darlinda is that her name her cousin that is her housekeeper yes her cousin slash housekeeper who she makes wear a hairnet who has gotten equal screen time to her in the last three episodes like give Charlinda the full the full (laughs) intro I need a tagline for Charlinda I might be her housekeeper but I'm also her cousin yeah oh my god I love it but she has to turn around like instead of holding a snowflake she's holding that tray (laughs) she turns around with the tray and the saran wrapped food yeah What do you think? Do you think? Do you think she lives in the basement under the stairs? Where do you think she resides? In there the is a Harry Potter cupboard situation happening for sure. It with Charlinda. feels like that. Definitely, yeah. definitely. No, I I agree with your power rankings. I am loving Lisa. I call her um, second rate. Uh, Rachel Zoe. <laughs> oh my god, my mind she, is blown. Yes, they, yes, they yes, do yes, the yes, same yes. thing. See, like she watched Rachel Zoe on Bravo, and she was like. Like what? What is Rachel's? What What was her like taglines? Um, what? Oh my God! What was it? What did she always say in her vocal fry? Live for that. Li- like Lit. die for but that. Like, yeah, yeah. I die. Or she oh, like, I, I die. die. Yeah, and Lisa die. says, "I love that." <laughs> I love, love that. that. See, I don't what? like her at all. Like I find her, I don't know if it's, it has to be something from like my high school, middle school thing. It's like, she's the kind of person that would be such a bully to me in the way of like, she'd be like, I don't even know who you are. Like I identify so much with Heather, like her personality and stuff. So I get like such, I sh- and I understand why people like her because she is good for television. And I, agree with that i just find her so mean like i think she'd be so she mean is to me. super mean she's super she's, super mean yeah. and i think what will be interesting is to see her realize that she's not the face of the franchise mm-hmm. like i think she thinks that she is which in my heart she low-key is but like right. it's heather it's jen it's even Whitney, mm-hmm. like Meredith and Lisa, seeing them try, try to recast the show with that little influencer luncheon in that yurt. And I could just like hear the collective audience be like, boo, boo. <laughs> it was so weird. If you told me that scene was filmed last week and they just put it in there, I would have believed you. Like it was just so bizarre. Like it had no through line. It had, there was no storyline with it, you know, like behind So it. an influencer, uh, pause with, an influencer wait, I follow um, got engaged there. When I saw the scene, I was like, I, I recognize that yurt. <laughs> but no, I, I, mean, I, I wish I do wish that Meredith would. I hate I hate when she's just always I'm disengaging. Of course, it's going to she's going to sell that and it's going to be on a T-shirt. But I like want her to engage like it's the same problem I'm having with Mary. It's like, no, no, no. You're there. I You're a step ahead of Mary because you are going to these. But then you're just leaving. Like, no, I need you to say you're going to disengage and then continue to be dramatic. Right. That's what I love. Like, say you're not going to go and then show up. Say you're going to disengage and then engage. Yeah. (laughs) The first the first time 
she said it was the right. best time. Like when she said it, when they were at that like 1920s party, that was not because every, only the <laughs> cast was in 20s and everyone else was in. And uh, Meredith was American, in American um, Eagle. Bell bottoms. <laughs> She's yeah. always in a bell bottom. But that one was good because she was a little lit and she was like screaming over like the music. And like that one, I was like, oh, I like it. But then as she keeps going, it just doesn't, it loses its, you know. I think this was the first episode gusto. she hasn't said it since the 1920s not party yeah maybe <laughs> there was a really great uh scene with her and brooks in the grocery store <laughs> i rewatched the episode today and i was <laughs> laughing so hard at how dumb brooks is <laughs> he's like trying to eat the dog treats on his like no wheat like grain free <laughs> dairy free <laughs> diet it was very reminiscent of is butter a carb yeah literally I, what are your thoughts on brooks I dislike him very much. <laughs> I, Anything else? I also had an issue with him saying, calling Las Vegas the city of prostitutes. That was awful. Like, that is. That's not a word we should be using. No, you know? that and I'm saying that in full context of him. But like, first of all, that's incredibly disrespectful to sex workers because like you're not an idiot like this isn't filmed like five years ago you know not to say that not to call people that if i was to say something about vegas i would say it's the city of trump supporters right <laughs> if i had if i had to say something about <laughs> i yeah brooks I struggle with him because I see such potential. I would love for him to be the snarky Greek chorus, which I thought he was going to be in episode one and two. That's what I thought his role was going to be, where they would do like a, qu a quick cutaway to his confessional and he'd be like, ew, you know, and that was it. But now it's like he's he's filming. I forget who said this. And so I'm sorry, I'm not crediting you. I was listening to a podcast and they said he's filling that husband role. Like, you know how the husband's there to be like the Whitney port of like, and then what happened? And then mm -hmm. what did you do to kind of like drive the story? That's what Brooks is being for Meredith instead of Seth being that for Meredith. And so it's just strange to see that dynamic because that's her son. And then he's getting too involved and having too many opinions. And it's just like, I just wish he would like take a step back. I've said this 5,000 times. So I, I'll touch on it briefly, but when I the downfall was when he was like commenting on Jen's vagina like that like once again gay men if you think women are disgusting uh check yourself like you came from a woman and women are beautiful on top of that like he just I think needs to grow up like that's a that's like a phrase that a lot of like adolescent gay men use or to say because they think it's like fun to be like women gross like and I think he just like falls into a lot of like those like early life like gay colloquialisms a little bit and like i just want him i i think he would have been a little bit better two like two years later because mm -hmm. he is funny mm -hmm. like, he like is. when he's in when he's in the car and he's like i don't want to listen to music i want silence what does he say like in that first episode <laughs> like silence. that was so funny yeah and it's so funny and so like he really has like the comedic like level to him that i think he would be good on a reality television show but I think he just needs to learn a little bit, grow up a little bit, have a little more self-awareness and like he could come back and be a little bit more successful. I mean, he could definitely like I imagine him on like a rich kids of Beverly Hills or like yes. that type of show. And I, I mean, and I'm yeah. speaking, I give him a little bit of grace because God forbid I had been on a reality show as like a 20 year old. I would. Right 
my life would be ruined. Like I was such a little <laughs> shithead. I would, I'm so glad that I was not giving confessionals at 20 years old. So I, I, I do think that as he grows and matures a little bit, he will be, he'll find his voice and he'll, cause he is funny. He's really funny. And I think the most likable he was, was when he did that confessional and he's like, I don't even know why I'm here. Well, I do like my mom's rich. And it was like, Oh, yeah, like so that good. was funny. And that was self-aware. And you're acknowledging right. that you're like this entitled kid that's getting a fashion show with one jumpsuit. Like that was really right. funny. Right. Definitely. Wait, do, do we know for a fact that he, if he comes to the reunion or not, I don't oh, know. I haven't, like, I, heard heard they do. I haven't heard anything about they'll bring, the husbands They'll bring husbands there. on, you know? I wonder. I just thought about that. I don't think he will. Although, I don't know if they do that, though, because I don't know that they want Jen and him facing off about her vagina. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> I think doesn't... Bravo has an idea. Like, I almost think Meredith and Brooks are kind of like a package deal in a way. And I think Bravo, and again, this is coming from my brain. I don't have any, like, insider knowledge. This is just me blindly speculating. But I kind of feel like Bravo saw him and they have a plan for him. And so I don't think that they would want to set him up to be so wrong in that situation, to be confronted yeah. about his, like, you know, saying that about Jen. Yeah, that's a good point. No, I thought it was um, a... So we Sorry. are... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, oh, I thought it saying? was a really fun episode. I think Vegas, has any housewives been to Vegas? I feel like that's an easy yes. Yeah, of course. The iconic trip to Vegas when, um, oh wait, no, that wasn't Vegas. I thought there was a, wasn't there a Beverly Hills Vegas trip? Yeah, with um, Maloof. She owned that spot in Vegas, right? Yes, yes, oh, yes, yes. That's yes, what I'm thinking about. Yes. So season two, well, there's two vegas trips there there was another vegas trip like a couple seasons ago with it was like the beginning of the season they beverly hills went to vegas because that was when like lisa renna like like got rid of her drama with Dorit oh, when they're in the cocaine. in the ferris wheel thing yeah but but the season two which i still say is one of the best seasons of like housewives of television period like season two <laughs> of beverly hills should go into like they they deserve like an emmy like a lifetime achievement award for like the work they did there. <laughs> but they yeah there's all that drama between um the planet hollywood and uh what's the other hotel that she stays at i can't remember the the listeners are Mandalay like screaming Bay. right now cosmopolitan um, i think it's man that's across no, no, the no. street i think no it's no Ad adrian owns owns one that is not on the strip. So I think it's like Mandalay Bay or one of those that is not on That's the strip. True. And and Lisa, no, it isn't on the strip, right? Mandalay Bay is, yeah. But there's like a downtown area that you're probably thinking of. No, no, yeah. no, it's one of, no, it's not, it's not that. It's like one of those high rises Palms. that is like, maybe that, maybe that. And Lisa Vanderpump stays at Planet Hollywood because she wants to be on the strip for, um, for what's her daughter's name? Pandy, Pandora. Pandy pandy which is unfortunate because i call the pandemic pandy <laughs> i'm realizing that now um no but she stays at planet hollywood which planet hollywood is a uh not nice casino so i don't know why that's the hotel they'd stay at but there's a feud mm -hmm. there i was I, I feel like there was another vegas trip but i can't think oh what about when gretchen rossi performs in vegas <laughs> um with mikey <laughs> Mikey, when, before Mikey was with Erica, Mikey was with Gretchen Rossi. Where do you think Mikey's going to go next? I mean, he's not going to stick around with Erica Jane. Like, who is he going to be the Dorit. glam squad for next? Maybe he's going to be teaching classes at Broadway Dance Center. Probably, like, he needs like <laughs> he's going to need a, a gig. I mean, he needs to go back to his roots of choreography. I don't think anyone's going to be hiring him for 
for styling. He's probably too expensive, don't you no, think? No, that's what I think Dorit or some other like rich housewife will hire him. I mean, that would be some amazing drama if Mikey starts working for Dorit and then she steals it would be him so from good. Erica Jane. Glam squad. <laughs> oh, see, that's when I would like the glam squads because they kind of annoy me in general. Like, I feel like it's a, it's a topic of conversation in Beverly Hills that is it's such an eye like roll. It's such like an unrelatable yep. topic. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I would want like I want Sonia's facialist talking shit type of drama. You know, I don't want the glam squad just being like, "You're perfect. You're wonderful. Yes, I love you." Like, it's just like I don't need to see the sick offense of the world. <laughs> exactly. You couldn't put it better. <laughs> <laughs> Um, wait, so can we talk a little bit about this preview for next week, which Bravo has been sitting on this footage that like would have like usually been in a trailer and instead they're like saving it for us, which I love them for it. We're having like a very a la speaking of Beverly Hills season one of Beverly Hills, like psychic Allison reading like dinner party. I'm so excited. It never ends well for the ladies when a psychic comes on board. And I love wow. that the psychic is like, all right. It's like, it's truly a seventh grade sleepover mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, let's go around, raise your hand if you don't like Jen or if right. you don't like, if you don't trust Jen. <laughs> like next they're going to be like going around and be like, let's say one thing that we don't like about each other. <laughs> Famously, the biggest drama that happened like in my high school group is like there was a, a pool party one night and after like everyone most of the people went home there was like five people that stayed in like a hot tub and they played a game where they sat in a circle and said name one thing you don't like about this person and one thing you do oh no (laughs) that is always that is like the classic mean girl thing i had that happen in high school too because you always go around and it's like okay tom like i just i i think you're so funny and the thing i don't like about you is like you're just like too handsome. And then it like goes around and then me and it's like, okay, like you're pretty funny. But the thing I don't like about you is like, you're a fucking bitch and I hate you. And it's like, wait, like, how did yeah. we get here? Wait, Chelsea, are you hitting on me? <laughs> don't blow me off in a bathroom, please. No, I won't. I won't. I won't. <laughs> no, I'm very much looking forward to next week, though. I, this is, it, it's going to be good. The dinner party, too. I just think. Yeah, I think it's going to be really great. I find that every episode I'm like, Jen is just making shit up. And like when she's talking in her confessionals, you can tell that she has no clue what she's going about to say. And so she just mm-hmm. like rolls with what she says and makes things up about drama that is unimportant. It's like you have a storyline. You don't have to keep bringing up drama about Whitney that you like don't care about. She already apologized like. I don't know. I just find her not relatable. Not not even not relatable. I just find her fake. I don't trust her raising my hand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm raising my hand too. I she terrifies me because I I did think initially that her not. I thought that she was putting on a show, but now seeing the way that Coach Shaw and her son reacted to her at Coach Shaw's party of being like basically, oh, it's happening again. I'm like. Mm-hmm. oh this happens all the time and you're really this reactive all the time and I just like that must be so exhausting to be around that she's gonna fly off and go from zero to 100 like so quickly over I mean Heather like looking at her and being like oh I thought we were over this like I saw you guys hug you're mm-hmm. still mad about this mm-hmm. 
Heather is such a good friend. Like wildly good friend. Good friend. <laughs> She's the best. It's so interesting because she kind of falls into the like Cynthia role where she doesn't have a lot of drama. You know what I mean? Like that role, but somehow she's so much more captivating than that role in other franchises, mm-hmm. you know? Well, her story is so fascinating and right. like you really so root for her and we're seeing it like we're starting page one. Like this is like a new mm-hmm. chapter for her and we're going to see it all. And I, I loved her. <laughs> I loved the double date. I loved her watching oh Big God. Easy Big order Daddy. his Shirley Temple and her being like, well, that was a Ted talk. Thank you. No, I will not be going for dessert with you, sir. <laughs> say you were, say everyone here was on a date, a first date with someone who doesn't drink and they ordered a drink. Like, would you be, like, ordered uh, a beverage, a non-alcoholic beverage, would you be turned off if they ordered a Shirley Temple? I, I would. I think that that's, like, so scary. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> like, even know a Shirley Temple like, was orange juice and cranberry juice. No, it's not. I don't think it was that, though. A Shirley oh. Temple is grenadine and seltzer. And, right. Or, like, Sprite. Sprite but, like, and cranberry. But, like, that was just, like, that was, like, a smoothie. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then... Oh, yeah, I I think I just, there are just like know. many other choices for a non-alcoholic drink besides ordering right. cranberry juice and orange juice. A soda or even it. just saying, I'm just going to stick with water. Yeah, or like, yeah. do you have a sparkling water? Or like, yeah. can I there? Yeah. Can I have a di- pull a Lisa? Can I have a Diet Coke with lemon from a gas station? Like there are certainly <laughs> right. different options. I mean, or if you like what you like, if you're a man of a particular taste and you want your orange juice and cranberry juice followed up by a Sprite, fine but then like make a little joke about it right ease don't make somebody else make a joke about it like you can be self-deprecating to kind of like break the ice about like yeah i got it the same palette as a four-year-old like he didn't order that drink and like no that was weird no no he actively didn't think about it i don't trust people who drink juice like not like juices from juice generation (laughs) i'm saying juice i don't trust people who drink juice especially if you're drinking juice at night that is weird. There is something weird about you drinking <laughs> juice past 11 a.m. It's also not different from drinking wine. Like, it's wine is grape juice. Sh- shut up, A. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna go with Tom here. That it's weird. drinking juice as an adult is a red flag for me. No, I, I understand what you're saying. I think it is a little odd. Except if it's I mean, like an I orange do... juice moment in a cocktail okay, like a like a mimosa or like yeah, yeah but to order just like a straight up orange juice with dinner like there aren't many foods that are going to mix well with orange juice i have like ptsd from being a child at like sleepovers and seeing kids drink like orange juice and pizza I thought, and no, wanting to literally like call my mom call my mom and be like can i go i home? thought you were about to come for me because i used to do that oh was it yes you? it was me i was like are you being nice and talking about a sleepover but I was like, no, Thomas he's not. subtweeting his sister right now. <laughs> Wait, no, it was me. I, 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 I would always have orange okay. juice and pizza, which is fucking gross. Like I'm here to say, it's disgusting. It's like, do you want to hear I'm another? I'm actually like feeling nauseous about it. You... Okay, well, I'm gonna make you more nauseous. This was the combination of my childhood. So my cousin's gonna be listening. I won't say her name, but hi. Um, we used to we would watch TGIF on Fridays, family, you know, Family Matters, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. We'd pull out the couch, we'd get all comfy cozy, and then we would have our giant glass of orange juice and we would eat popcorn. Just you know, an all-American classic of orange juice and popcorn See, every Friday. I find that less weird than Chelsea, you think. Thank you for being on the podcast today. You can follow her at <laughs> Ono Bravo on Instagram. <laughs> 
<laughs> I no 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 I I think that it is on the same level. I just I don't the I, the idea of like salty snacks and orange juice is so I also just I hate orange juice, which is like another thing I probably should talk to my therapist about, but like I don't like it like at all. Like I can't do mimosas, like I just want the champagne or I would take a different juice in it, just not orange juice. I wonder if it has something to know. do with me drinking orange juice with my pizza at the dinner table. Maybe. With- you mom and dad also like (laughs) do we all remember the scene in home alone where the milk and the pizza are combined i hate that i hate milk your orange juice is my milk (laughs) i fucking hate milk i know i do i i used to drink milk (laughs) i should i should preface my judgment for people to drink orange juice when i drink milk you drink milk like to this day like you'll just have like yourself a nice glass of milk he would no i don't drink milk anymore no shut the fuck up i don't drink (laughs) I don't drink milk anymore. I drink almond milk. <laughs> but I roll. Like I wouldn't drink I wouldn't drink like a glass of whole milk, but like I would have like a little glass of almond milk with like a like a dessert something. Like a cookie. That's so that's almost weirder <laughs> that you're still drinking milk at at this age. I haven't done it in so long, but like I like You're going to have it tonight. Like I don't mind. I think it. that you Maybe. know in your heart of hearts that drinking a glass of milk is not socially acceptable. And so you <laughs> made the transition to almond milk. So you can be like, well, it's not like, it's not milk, it's you not know, whole. it's almond right. milk. <laughs> it's not as, <laughs> the idea of drinking is like whole milk while you like watch TV is so 1950. I also like, I need to make the disclaimer. I have no room to talk. I live on ramen noodles. Like I still eat Hot Pockets and ramen noodles. Oh I eat God. like I am a middle school boy. Like I, you no, know, so. Ramen, you are, ramen is, is welcome in this Yes. Home, okay? <laughs> I like to take my ramen and I like doctor it a little bit. Like I put like, soy sauce i put a little like cholula in it some garlic salt pepper i really try and like make it like a thing you know, even though it was a quarter at what's, the grocery what's store. Your, yeah yeah what's your go-to flavor oh um you know i'm a i'm a basic bitch just the chicken flavor is good yeah no i mean it's great I have yeah four of them I, um, in my pantry right now i think i need to see a doctor while we're talking <laughs> while we're on a tangent I I, my salt out? intake like i can have quadruple the amount of salt as like a normal person. I wonder if like something about me, like my balance is off because I like crave salt so much. And it's not like, it's like a, it's not like I'm like my hands are swollen or anything from so much salt. Like I just like crave it all the time. Salt. But are you probably do drink a lot of water? No. (laughs) Okay. Well, Well, you should do that. My, (laughs) I should. I have like, no, Chelsea, I have two slices of Domino's pizza and the next morning I'm full SpongeBob in Sandy's like like bubble in, uh, in bikini bottom like water. <laughs> like I am so sensitive to salt. I don't know what it is. That's how my husband is. He when he goes on, he would be mortified that he's not going to listen to this. Um when he goes on bachelor parties, he brings my doll with him because his feet like swell up and so it helps with bloating it. because it like yeah, my he, hands are from he a gets so swollen and bloated i feel like you're right he would be mortified to- <laughs> 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 um i love salt like i don't know i don't have anything to contribute to. right like if, if kicks and i like if kicks and i are cooking together and like i'm making something and i'm like does this taste okay like her go-to is to like grab the salt container and i just like like dump it yeah. on there i'm like oh my god like i don't salt things that i know it doesn't help that my partner loves salt as well so i feel like we just we salt our food here okay 
And the, is that your tagline? Yes. Have we landed on it? <laughs> there's no, there's something good in being salty and salt. Like there's, yes. there's something there. Chelsea, you should workshop that because I feel like you're the salt queen. <laughs> yeah, like I may be, like I may not be salty, but I do. I don't know. I do you know, love like, salt. <laughs> salt. <laughs> just, <laughs> just salt. Around to say salt. salt. I love that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, okay, well, we're gonna take a quick little break uh, with the salt queen, Chelsea, of <laughs> and come back with our final segment. Um, and that breaks to me right now. We'll talk to you guys in one second. Okay, and we are back with uh, Chelsea of Ono Bravo. Uh, Chelsea, I've had such a great little evening talking with you today. This was so tonight. lovely. I know, you're great. Kix, doesn't she feel like she could be like a Hamlet? Yes, you know I think I mean? so. Oh, I love that. I love that. I, I, I never realized how much I said I love that until I started like, like mocking Lisa Barlow. And I'm like, maybe oh, I, I just also say that all the time. Yeah. Um, no, I well, think that would like be great. To wrap yeah, uh, we like to wrap up on a fun little dialogue about whether we think each other would be good on reality television or not. And um, that can be in any facet. It does not have to be Bravo. Um, it can also be a no, if you feel so strongly about that. Yes, um, and we understand that we've <laughs> known you for, known you personally for about an hour. So, and <laughs> vice versa. So just your first, um, first impression, Rose, if you will, on us. But we'll start. Yeah, so we'll yeah. start with our thoughts on you and then we'll wrap up with uh, your review on the two of us. Okay. Um, okay. So, so I have a, I guess I have a couple questions because I know you are like in like disguise on your Instagram. So I guess like my question would be like, I don't know that if you would want to be on camera or not, you know, cause you're not on camera on your Instagram. So part of me would think like, I would just like to see like, like, eggs a la francais like and sitting in a restaurant like in the corner like, <laughs> yeah. while, like Le while like lisa barlow is like like talking shop with her two kids <laughs> and, like you're just like in the corner like eating like ramen like in your eggs a la francais <laughs> i mean i'm in my could do you want me to give you some more background yes yeah, yes yes I, I want some more background so i'm in my disguise because i work in mental health and so Right now, Ono Bravo isn't paying the bills. Ask, believe, receive, waiting for that FabFitFun sponsorship any day now. Um, yeah. But so I just want to protect my professional identity for as long as I can. Because, I mean, eventually, if this thing continues to grow the way it is, I'm going to have to have some weird conversations with some people. But, like, I'm just trying mm -hmm. to prolong that as long mm -hmm. as possible. So certainly right. if, like, a reality show wanted to pay me, to be on it, <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would take off the Ramona eyes and display there my is eyes. There's, but there is also like a really iconic moment of you like revealing yourself. I was going to say something similar. <laughs> you know? Like I find it pretty iconic, like yourself as a character, as you are on social media right now, that there would be a moment of like revealing yourself either like on watch or what happens live or something like that. But I feel that you've <laughs> yeah. gotten so many, you have so much of a great following and people just like love that your character is your character and like that's what you're known for at the moment and I find that like so fun so I think I'm gonna say at the moment I feel like you should stick with that because I, you're doing really really great and unless like yeah. like of course that like, was you're the nicest no I've ever heard what <laughs> no no kicks it was just no the nicest no to being on reality tv 
I'm you're not like, saying no. You're doing, you're doing great at what you are doing. <laughs> no, okay? I'm not saying no. I'm I just support that, like, you. I love you. Tom always comes to me about my my <laughs> reads on people. Famously, I can never get it right. <laughs> no, you just are so sweet. Like you're like you literally just that was so genuine. You're just like you are doing amazing at what you're doing right now. So don't do anything else. Well, but this. I mean it. So <laughs> I know she's she's fantastic. No, she's, but I, I she's she, to quote Lisa Marlowe, I love that. No, I, I think that. if I actually don't think I would want to do. I don't think I would want to be like a housewife or anything like that. I think if I were to be on TV, I would be wanting to wear my Ramona eyes and my wigs and be like a commentator. Ryan Bailey from So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey put this idea in my head. It's his idea that I've totally hijacked. And now I'm like, when we do this, right, Ryan? And he's probably like, what the fuck? This is my idea. But he wants to do like a best week ever type of like Bravo show where it's different Instagram accounts weighing in on Bravo, like, pop culture news and so i would love to do that and be able to wear my disguise as like a persona mm-hmm. that would be fantastic because yes. i do see yeah, you I as like is... a bartender as the bartender on watch what happens live like in your persona like i think this persona is oh great. my god that would be so good <laughs> yeah. yeah no i know i think yeah that was kind of like my point too like i don't i don't know that there's a spot for you like like in the context of like a housewives franchise or something like that because you've created this like iconic um <laughs> iconic person i'm just you know? a weirdo in the Vermona <laughs> eyes <laughs> i mean how funny would it be if like if like every scene in a franchise like it just has like you like walking in the background like crossing the street like in the egg outfit yeah, like i would you're like the new bernie <laughs> sanders meme like at the inauguration yes. <laughs> i those memes have been killing They're yeah so i'm like good. the new I'm, I'm the new giselle's bodyguard at the reunion where i'm just like posted oh up in God, the background <laughs> yes, exactly. i would love that <laughs> um okay so chelsea what are your thoughts on the two of us and we can be a package deal or separate okay so i would have to have you as a package deal i could definitely ha- see you guys having like your own show just following the two of you because i feel like you have such funny banter and like such a i mean obviously organic connection because you know siblings etc but i just think i think i could definitely see the two of you and but i think it would it would have to be a package deal because you guys like vibe off of each other so well yeah, I think I I think it I know I'm about to make your head ex- get bigger and bigger Tom, but I feel like it would be like a show about Tom and I am there as well. No. Cuz I feel like I you, you No, I feel like me. you live like a more like a cooler life. Like I live in like a I <laughs> would love to tell you that you actually live a cooler life. Like I don't know if you want me to read your credits. Like I can bleep them, but what you've done is much cooler <laughs> no, than no, what no. I've done. <laughs> I'm down though. I you think it'd tell. be so fun. Yeah. Oh my god, it'd be great. But people have said that they want us on a simple life situation. Oh, I would love that. Yeah. You guys just like traveling the nation, doing your thing. Well, the thing is, we fight. We don't fight, but like we like like pre like you getting here today, we were like fighting about like the mic setup and like it. There's something funny there. Like just if there was a camera watching us fight about nothing, like because we don't fight. We never like cut each other down in a way that we're like no. we're like crying mm-hmm. but like we just like have a fun like like sibling banter with each other yeah you know? yeah and brother sister relationships I mean I'm I'm biased because I have a brother but I just find so funny like I think that the banter between a brother and a sister is so funny yeah I think something that I you know kicks and I've always wanted to like do this podcast which it's happening which is like so exciting but like the biggest feedback I've received from the podcast is that 
like we'll I'll reach out to guests and they'll be like you get to do a podcast like with your sibling like that's so cool and I'm like I'm like in my mind she was just the obvious fit for the other half of the podcast <laughs> but like ever like we get so much feedback of people being like I can't believe like the two of you like want to sit down and talk to each other this <laughs> <laughs> no I totally get that I'm really close with my brother it's just so I don't know we've always been I don't know we've always been yeah, I had my brother on my Patreon to talk about Summer House, and it was like one of the most well-received episodes just because it was like, he's so funny and he's just like this like straight dude that doesn't watch Bravo, but has been like forced to be indoctrinated because my sister-in-law literally watches everything on Bravo. So to get his takes and then, I don't know, it was just like, I, I kind of just like threw it out there and I didn't realize how many people would like it. They were like, you guys are funny together. <laughs> Yeah, well, because there's history and there's stories and there's like tangents that happen that like, like if it was just you and I, Chelsea, like on this or if it was just like Kix and Chelsea, like you guys wouldn't have as many tangents and stories probably because like you innately don't know each other. Right. We individually don't know each other in that way. So totally. Yeah. And you have like inside jokes. I literally in the comments had to be like, by the way, we say careful, careful. Like I, <laughs> we said it like three times and it, cause it's like an inside joke. We always say to each other, mm -hmm. I had to like leave a, a comment that was like, by the way, this is from an SNL sketch. Go here to watch it. That's why we're saying careful, <laughs> like weirdos, like we're, oh, we're, we're, so cute, this is a though. thing. <laughs> I love that. Well, um, we had our parents on a couple of weeks ago and go back and listen because it is a doozy of an episode. Oh my gosh, I'll have to. Yeah, I was binging it today. Um, I listened to Hannah's episode and uh, Mandy's episode. So I'll definitely have to go back and listen to that one. Before we let you go, can you just like plug all your stuff, your Patreon, your IG lives, all that stuff. Yeah. So you can follow me at Ono Bravo on Instagram. I go live on Instagram, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern every Friday. Um, if you can't catch it live, it's always saved to my IGTV or I do upload the audio so you can listen to it like a podcast on my Patreon. But if you can tune in live, the comment section is where it's at. I can say like one out of every four comments because I don't want to be sued, but they they go crazy over there. <laughs> and then I just started really putting in some time um, into my Patreon. So you can uh, subscribe there, patreon.com slash Ono Bravo. In uh, this week's content that literally no one asked for, my husband and I capped the original Conan the Barbarian. Uh, he tells a story about his bachelor <laughs> party that I had not heard and that was horrifying for reasons that you wouldn't think that it would be. Um, so definitely go over there. And then Donnie from Real Donnie Wood and I are going to start recapping all of the old Mary-Kate and Ashley movies over there. So, so That's amazing. Donnie, Donnie is coming on this podcast in two weeks. Oh my God. Too, he so. is so funny. He cracks me up. Um, well, I have to listen to that. I used to love the the Mary-Kate Ashley movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we started, I watched the Mystery of Thorn Mansion today from their mystery series. And mm. I didn't remember there being so much singing. <laughs> I've got to be honest. <laughs> maybe there actually. Yeah, maybe I should tune in. <laughs> um, great. Well then, yeah, well, check her out. She's hilarious. Her Instagram is so funny. I'm always like on there, like the Sarah Paulson meme, like in the bed when her, yes. with her hair, like all... <laughs> straight out like just laughing at the memes at like at 1 a.m so check her out on ig she's amazing and um you can follow me at the tom hamlet you can follow kicks at kicks hamlet that's c-i-x yep and then you can follow dumpster dive at dumpster dive pod on instagram and uh rate review subscribe subscribe to chelsea's patreon 
and uh, have a fantastic Friday. 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 It comes out tomorrow. <laughs> okay, bye, bye guys. Bye. Bye.